When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. I believe that at this point, it's pretty clear that this next recession here in the United States, as well as at the global level, will be one of the worst, if not the worst recession or depression that the world has experienced in the last hundred years. Potentially worse than the Great Depression, potentially worse than what a lot of countries experienced during and post-World War II. And of course, besides the United States, we kind of left that war largely unscathed, at least in terms of, of economic damage. Never mind, of course, the lives lost, and that's tragic and all. But but um, I, I, if I say that on this channel, I'm not going to get a ton of disagreement that, that this next economic slowdown is going to be bad, right? There are a ton of bubbles. It's been called the everything bubble. Of course, if I say that to, to, to I don't know, some mainstream financial analysts or commentators or whatever, um, they're going to scoff at that idea. They're going to say that, you know, the Great Recession, that was exceptionally bad. Otherwise, we're almost 100 years removed from the Great Depression. And, you know, in that span of time, we never had anything nearly as bad as the Great Recession. Why would we have another one already 10 years later? Of course, the answer to the question is that a lot of the problems that that were at the core of the Great Recession, those problems still exist. I mean, it was a lot more than just the subprime crisis. Sure, the housing market is in a bubble today. It is. Um, maybe not as large of a bubble as you know, back then, um, but but some of the core issues that a lot of people ignore, like an economy that is drowning in debt, that was only made worse by how the government and how the Fed responded to that crisis. It's worse today. That problem is still here. How about the sovereign debt? Even worse today. I mean, it's essentially double since you know during you know the the, the bottom of, of the recession back then. Um, the Fed tightening their monetary policy, even though it's clear that the economy cannot handle rising interest rates because of the amount of debt and, and speculation, et cetera, et cetera, happening today. I mean, there's so many reasons to believe that that the economy today is more rotten to the core than it was back in 2008. And yet, you know, mainstream analysts are going to ignore that. That's not what I want to make this video about today, though. You can see the title of this video. I believe that this next recession has a chance to be very exceptional. Obviously, I think it's going to be exceptional in the depth and, and I guess, the, the breadth of the recession. I think it's going to be global. I think it's going to be bad. But I, again, I, I'm not going to get people disagreeing when I say that. That's not, that's no, that comes as no surprise to you guys. I can talk about that in future videos. What I want to talk about in this video today is the possibility of the United States importing a recession for the first time in the post-World War II period. R roughly in the last 100 years, I believe that the U.S. has a chance of importing the next recession. And that is not going to originate here in the United States. You know, I heard an interview that Peter Schiff was giving to the X-22 report uh, actually just earlier today. It was a couple of days old, but I was just listening to it today. And and uh, so yesterday, if I'm, you know, I'm publishing this video a, a day after I'm recording it. And Peter Schiff was talking about how the Fed, and, and I think this is true for Fed, uh, for, for people that are investing or analyzing the market, um, oftentimes they can get caught up in fighting the last war, 
And of course, that's something that is oftentimes said about generals or 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 military leaders or wh- whoever. Um, they fight the last war. They prepare for the last war, right? Not acknowledging that war is an ever-evolving um, thing. It's always changing. One war, you know, how war is fought in the 80s is going to be different from how they were fought in the 1990s. And that's going to be different from how they were fought in the 2000s. It's always evolving. The same thing goes for threats to the economy. Many people are expecting, I believe, that this next recession in the United States to be caused by a lot of the things that caused it last time. A bubble in the stock market. That was what kind of caused a big a big part of what happened in 2001 and 2008. It was the subprime mortgage bubble. I've seen this a lot from analysts that, that, that they'll say, you know, the, the housing market is not in a huge bubble right now. There's not the same excesses that they were back then. There's some truth to that. Okay. The stock market, you know, with the exception of, of, you know, some stocks like the FANG stocks, tech stocks, NASDAQ, maybe not is in quite as large of a bubble as it was back in 2001. Though I think the NASDAQ is, is honestly rivaling um, the, the overvaluation that it, that that occurred back, you know, in the early 2000s, the dot-com bubble. You know, it's maybe as bad, maybe not. I don't know. Um, but with that being said, the next recession does not need to originate from the housing market. It does not need to originate from the uh, from the uh, stock market being in a massive bubble and eventually popping. I think what people need to realize is it doesn't need to originate from the United States in the first place. You know, there's this article um, from from Zero Hedge, and it was talking about. Uh, uh, it was basically an analysis that was given by Goldman Sachs. Okay, um, I'll, I'll get you a bit of details here. The title is Goldman Avoiding Goldman, referring to Goldman Sachs, avoiding a recession will require something the Fed has never achieved before. Okay, and basically what Goldman Sachs talks about in this in this article here is that you know the risk of a recession over the next three years is beginning to rise, next two years, but but you know over the next year. It's, it's pretty slow, and, and the risk of us currently being in a recession is basically nil. And basically, that what they base that on is, is you know, going forward, the benefit to this, from these tax cuts is going to slowly subside. Um, the Fed's going to continue tightening monetary policy, reduce their balance sheet. Rates are going to continue to rise. Um, but right now, you we don't need to worry about anything. You know, this trade war, it's overblown. Maybe, maybe it's not. I don't know. But, but they're saying, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Um, but then another thing that they note and a concern that I've alluded to multiple times here on this channel in the last couple of months, emerging markets. And by emerging markets, usually I'm referring to countries like Turkey, you know, Brazil. These are the ones that have really been been hurt as of late. Brazil, um, you know, Pakistan's been in the news. Uh, not that Pakistan has a huge economy, but, you know, Argentina, um, potentially India, some other countries like that, as well as, you know, a country that could maybe be called an emerging market. I wouldn't personally, but it certainly shares some traits with those other ones. And that's China, you know, um, arguably. What, uh, basically, what I'm saying here is that I think when it comes to the next global recession, I don't think that the U.S. is going to lead the way this time around. I don't think that we're going to have some sort of a contagion that starts here in the United States. The, the potential exists, okay? But I don't believe that it's going to start here in the United States and that it's going to spread around the world. I don't. I think what is more likely, it may appear to some to start in the United States, but I believe that we're going to import our next recession. And, and I think ultimately we're going to import it from emerging markets and most specifically China. You know, China is a huge piece of global 
uh, growth over the, you know, in the last, you know, 10 years. If you look at global GDP growth, China accounts for a ton of it. If you look at their official numbers, which are likely just as fake as some of the official numbers that we get, but but their economy has been booming, you know, since the, the recession, they have a huge amount of economic growth and they account for a huge amount of overall global economic growth since 2008. But their economy has a ton of excesses, including, you know, a housing market or real estate market that is insanely overvalued. They have a ton of debt, especially at the corporate debt or at the corporate level. They have this whole shadow banking system, which is a major, major hazard to their economy. Um, and, you know, I, I, I believe that they are becoming and they soon will become a larger player in the U.S. economy or sorry, world economy than the United States is. What I believe is going to happen is that, you know, the Goldman Sachs in this article, they basically play down the possibility of the U.S. importing a recession from around the world. Sure, the the foreign economies, emerging markets in particular in China, their economies can slow down, but the effect that it's going to have on the U.S. economy is going to be limited. I don't think that's going to be the case this time around. You know, this world is is becoming more and more connected in terms of, of financial markets, not just trade, not just... You know, travel or, or or things like Facebook or whatever in communication, um, I think in, in financial markets are becoming much much more connected, and and you know I think what happens in China this time around and and even some of these other countries that you might not think of as as being the, the behemoth that China is, countries like Brazil which has a sizable economy, um, Turkey, uh, you know Argentina, Mexico, countries like that, you know. I think that's go only going to to I guess be more and more of a risk for contagion, you know, more today than it was you know, five years ago, ten years ago, and that's why I, I kind of brought up that whole uh, preparing to fight the last war. The times are changing. Um, the U.S. is not the clear-cut most powerful country, military, or economy on the face of the earth anymore. It's not. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not a huge fan on, on I'm not a huge bull on, on Chinese growth over the next couple of years because of these excesses that they have. But you'd, ha- you'd have to be blind to realize that they have not become potentially a larger player on the world stage than the United States. Again, what has driven global economic growth in the last 10 years? For the most part, it's been China. And that's changing. There's a lot of data that's coming out that their shadow banking system is slowly but surely deflating. Uh, that 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 the debt is being uh, you know uh, destroyed. I guess um, that there's deleveraging or deflation that's occurring uh, on this debt deleveraging that's occurring in in the Chinese economy. Um, and you know I think that's it's so tough with a country like China with with their with their their economic data being as fabricated as it is. Um, but I think that's going to happen on on a wider scale. The, the the Chinese government is going to try hard to to stop this from being a what they would call a hard landing, right? They've been very public over the last year or two that they're trying to cool off their economy. They're trying to remove some of these risks and bubbles in a safe manner. I think they're going to be unsuccessful. I think they're going to be unsuccessful, whether it's the shadow banking or the non-shadow banking that, that brings it all down, that remains to be seen. Um, but but I think from there, I think what this is going to appear to be is that it's going to be a recession in emerging markets in China, maybe not a full-blown recession in China, but a massive growth slowdown. 
And that's going to be important to the United States and the rest of the financial system. And then you're going to see, I think, you know, derivative markets really blow up. You're going to see stock markets crash. You're going to see a lot of crazy things happen worldwide. And it's going to look, I think, you know, it might look to the untrained eye that it's going to start in the United States financial system or the European financial system. But at its core, I think one of the big reasons for this is going to be uh, China. And, and just basically they're going to contribute less and less to global economic growth. Sure, there's going to be other factors. There's going to be the fact that the U.S. economy is ripe for a recession, the fact that the Fed is tightening their monetary policy. All those things are going to contribute to, to this next recession for the United States being much, much worse. But I think it's ignorant, 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 <laughs> to assume that the next recession here in the United States is not going to be imported when you know the facts show that that emerging markets and China in particular have become a bigger and bigger player on the global stage, and the U.S. is it's still a big deal, but it's really I don't want to say that it's taking a back seat to these countries and to China, but but it's not as big of a deal as it has been in the past. Um, so that's my thoughts on this. You know, I've talked about this. I've alluded about this in the past, and and how these these issues in emerging markets and their currencies, and how it's it has the risk of spilling over. Whether it spills over initially into China or Europe or the United States remains to be seen. It might not initially spill in, over into the United States, but but I do believe that this next global recession, you know, has a good chance of not originating in the United States, but actually originating in places like China. And, and other you know major emerging markets, and eventually spilling over into places like Australia, Canada, the European Union, and ultimately the United States. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on this video down below in the comment section. As always, thank you all for watching this video from the bottom of my heart, and God bless.